Welcome, welcome, Rochester and all around the world for another edition of What's Going On, The Experience. And I got the guys in the building. I got the crew here. I got my man, Ryan V, down in the Hamptons from NYC, kicking up a notch ride. Lamping in the Hamptons, baby. Best time of the year to be doing it, too. Okay, we got the one, the only. Come on, man. I don't know what the Knicks would do without this cat. I don't understand the garden could not rock with the infamous Amadeus. How you doing, right. my brother? Um, I'm happy to be alive, and, and the weather's pretty nice, so we're not dealing with snow and none of the uh, other obstacles that we usually deal with around this time of year. But, well, I actually, global warming. the weather was so crazy because last week we had 67 degrees one day in Rochester. The next day, it was 20. This is life. A black man body can't go through that. An old cat <laughs> body can't. I need some consistency. It's like, yeah. yo, either be cold or be hot. But when you shift me back and run all up and down, my body yeah. gets all kind of crazy. But I'm just yeah. saying the weather is bonkers right about now, um, Ryan. Oh, for sure. We got dolphins here in the Hamptons. It's glorious. They live for <laughs> about four days in the beaches uh, here in the Hamptons, but we still get them. That's man, funny. oh man. Hey, speaking of things that are happening, now you know we are, one of the things that we do here, Ryan, we're part of NALZ. You see that right there, M? Right. That's mm -hmm. N Alzheimer's. Like, all real for real stuff, right? My mm -hmm. mom got dementia. As a matter of fact, um, one of everybody's favorite actor was just diagnosed with frontal lobe temporal dementia. That's Bruce Willis. Okay? This disease is freaking crazy and it is ravaging our community okay so ryan and i are going to be involved this year with the walk to end alzheimer's okay and let's let me give you some stats just to kind of let you know man how this whole thing shakes out because it's crazy man in new york city alone there's over 7,669 hospice care folks just working crazy crazy on Alzheimer's, man. As a matter of fact, the age and the number has gone up, okay, from from people over 65 years old right now in New York State, there's over 500,000 folks. Crazy. Okay. So and, listen, you, and, and Nate, we have a, a gigantic plan to help end ALS. We even have a number set in our heads for money that we're going to be raising to fight this horrible ailment. Yes. Should we so, do it? So, Should we break the stats to them? Let them know what we're aiming for. Well, no, no, we'll let them know as, as weeks go on. But just want to give okay. you some update. For example, there's a free Alzheimer's hotline that they can go to. 24 hours hotline that allows caregivers, families, and the public. Now, the thing people don't realize is this. When you take care of someone with Alzheimer's, right, and you take care of your mom, your dad, your grandfather, or your grandparents, you need a break. It's called a respite. Mm -hmm. See, my brothers take care of my mom. And Ryan, you know, I come to the city once a month to give them a break because mm -hmm. they're there every day along with the along with her nurses 24 hour care so oh there's there's a hotline if you need it so the hotline number is 800 272 3900 okay that's 800 3 i mean 272 3900 alzheimer's association as a matter of fact they can accommodate you in, in over 200 languages Jesus. So everybody need to get on the phone. If you're dealing with this right now, make sure you call up. Make sure you support the movement. And I'm excited. I got to be involved in this, man. Let me know what I can do. So I can no, dude, no, dude. We get all of us. Trust me. I want you to be here October 7th. That's the walk. So I want all okay. my crew to be up here in Rochester. 
We're going to do this, man. And we, we have a number in our head right now. We'll let you know what that is. But please, man. And I know people are being touched by this. They don't want to admit it, but it is, man. And like yeah. I said, Bruce Willis just got diagnosed. And his whole family, like, yo, it's it's crazy because when people start not remembering you mm-hmm. and your mom throw a plate of eggs at you mm-hmm. and don't know who you are, that mm-hmm. is the, such a sobering situation, man, that I can't. You know, I'll start crying. But anyway, man, yeah. that's what we're going to be doing, man. So, Ryan, thank you. And thank you. We're going to go We're going to go hard and strong on this Alzheimer's because, really, we have to find a cure. Because think about this, um, guys. The population is getting older. Correct. That's just not it. Any younger. It's yeah. not any younger. That's the fact. That it, and, the, and people are living longer, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if they're living longer with this disease, we got to try to get something done. Okay, I don't want to be nady nady downer, but if it's going to talk to us about pitches and catches report baseball, I'm so freaking excited, dude, to talk baseball with you because he's a Mets fan like me. Ryan, you outside looking in, you you stinky. I'm outside looking in. It feels good inside this fishbowl. There's a whole lot of World Series rings in here. I don't care if they're old ass rings. I'm swimming in jewelry, baby. So, man, give us an update, man. If pitches and catches, man, talk to man. us. Man, well, first of all, pitches and catches is here. You know, I'm upset because I was on the verge of leaving the great state of Pennsylvania, literally to relocate down to Port St. Lucie, right? Port St. Lucie hmm. is a gold mine in Florida. This this area in particular, for people who are not familiar, it's literally an hour from Miami and about an hour and a half from Orlando. So it's literally in the middle. Amazon just purchased a big facility there. It was like 10 acres walmart is relocating there so economically this place is about to explode and it's very fitting of the team that is there now right this is a different new york mets team this is not the mets uh, of 96 this is not the mets after the 2000 world series you're looking at the new york mets as real contenders if you look at all the graphs i think they a graph just came out they, they predicted the mets to have uh, the most wins at mlb and they should the mets are the team to beat Right. If you watch me here, I was telling Ryan a little bit off. If you watch me here, I predicted the Astros to win the World Series when we did the you trade did. deadline. You I did. predicted the Astros. So when you when you're looking at the guys who are the champions, if you want to beat the champs, there's two ways to do it. A, you actually beat them, or B, you eliminate a piece of that roster. And that's exactly what the Mets did by acquiring Justin Verlander. This is a different Mets team. I don't think people kind of understand. We have an older Jeff McNeil who is now the batting champion, right? Right of uh, yeah. uh, 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 the National League, and we have the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner on the team. This is a different team. Where Ver- Verlander is going to give us what Degrom didn't give us: consistency. As much as we Hopefully. love Jake Degrom, no, but I'm saying, but think about this, no, though. As much as we love Jake Degrom, because I really did. He just wasn't consistent enough. And, and I knew that was like a, a a freight train getting ready to crash because the Mets needed some more consistency. And then yeah. the th- another thing, too, that really bothered me when he pitched, they never gave him no runs. I felt bad for no. him, too. Because there were no. times if, that he pitched stellar games and he couldn't get – he couldn't even – the Mets couldn't get two or three runs for the cat. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was frustrated here in New York. And, um, you know, by him going to Texas, he just sent the message to Cohen and the entire Mets fan base that New York is not for everyone. It's a fast-paced, moving city. True. You know, when you when you counteract the money of the paying taxes into your salary, New York was not the place. But one of the things that you said earlier, 
people are living longer and you can see our athletes the great ones are aging yes. well lebron james 38 years old he's still crushing it verlander who's 40 you can expect him to age well at least for another he, you don't think he can give the mets another two years mm -hmm. scherzer can't give us two years i mean it's common yeah, okay. sense guys. okay yeah. so, so so as we look at that right give us an update a little bit on the new guys the new kids on the block yeah. for the new york mets yeah well well first of all francisco alvarez is the guy to watch in the mets system he came up last is year is that the catcher that is the catcher that's the back um, catcher and ryan i saw him play last year up here in rochester yeah okay. so so francisco alvarez this is a potential 40 home run guy if they remove him from the catching position. So this is the problem that the Mets have, right? So okay. This, okay. this is the problem that the Mets have. You you have a potential stud, a Aaron Judge, Pete Alonzo type of power threat in your lineup, but you want him to catch two aces, two multi-Cy Young Award winners, and it's mm -hmm. just not going to work. So the Mets are going to be forced. They saw this other guy, Um, I think it's Omar Navarez. He is a, an all-star quality mm -hmm. gold glove mm -hmm. catcher. But you're blocking Francisco. And that's the one thing about the Mets. We need another power hitter. We, we need it. We can't just rely on Alonzo. We need this guy in the lineup every day. Right. Move whoever you got to move. I love Vogelback. Get Vogelback out of here. I love him. He's got a great personality. 16 home runs. Get him out of here. You mean that's the big guy? Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. This ass can't yeah, even yeah, run. If you can't run faster than a 67 year old man, you gotta go. This I is the 2018 Mets or the 2016 Mets. He's not. We don't need Stop a fan up. favorite. The, the, I the, say the, we like I'm a Mets fan, but yeah, I, I totally no, you, you, agree. You, you, you cross over the river. You Alvarez cross over the river. But at the end of the day, though, you're right. Though, if they need to just give him a spot. Now, what about this batty kid? I'm hearing. Yeah. So, 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 so the lefty batty, uh, and, and again, he's in a very particular situation because we have Escobar blocking him over at the third base right now. Traditionally, when you look at guys that come over to the New York environment, they, the, in theory, don't always perform well. Lindor didn't perform well. We go the back first to Beltran, he didn't perform well. Escobar is an all-star caliber third baseman, switch hitter. He hits for contact power, and he's a great defender. He didn't do well last year, but we can expect, based on this logic, that he would perform well this year, 30 home run back. The problem is, is that we need to get these kids more playing time and at least into the designated hitter position. Let, let, let's just figure out some sort of rotation. There's no reason why Beatty, sweet swinging lefties first at bat, hit a home run against the Braves. At the, exactly. That's exactly Why is he in the minors? What, what are you doing? Yeah, it makes no sense. But that's, so, just, so, that's so, a loaded so, roster. That's like you said. Like, Where do you put a guy like that? Do you put him at DH? Or do you put Vogelbach at DH? I, I would personally um, uh, move Escobar into the designated hitter position. And, and, and let the and let the uh, let the third baseman go. And if Francisco Alvarez, I mean, they have um, they have Omar on a one year deal. You know, Scherzer, depending on how he goes, he may or may not opt out. And then we also have this whole Manny Machado mystery. That's right now. What right I was going to bring up. Hey, we, right there, yeah, we got to on the list for the second segment. Don't go no place. I'm asking about Manny Machado. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, also gonna ask you about will the Mets pay Pete Alonso? Because he's coming up for a nice little contract, too. Am I right or wrong? Oh, yeah. He's he, he's going to get that bag. Trust me. Okay, okay. Out. So 
we're going to take a quick break and listen to what's going on here with the crew, the experience on Fox Sports Fall Betty. We're out of Rochester, New York, with the famous, with the infamous Amadeus and my man, Ryan V from NYC in the place to be. We'll be right back. Don't go no place. Fox Sports Fall Betty. Don't do it. Hello, friends. This is Ryan Vernell with Fox Sports 1280 here to let you know that we are indeed sponsored by Grunt Works Meat Company, a veteran-owned business dedicated to bringing you the highest quality meats at prices you can afford. At Grunt Works, we understand the sacrifices made by our military heroes, and we believe they deserve to be compensated for their service to our country. That's why we offer our competitive prices on all products while still ensuring that our veterans and those on the front lines receive the support they deserve. So whether you're grilling up a delicious steak or roasting a savory turkey, trust Gruntworks Meat Company to provide you with the best meats at prices that give back to those who have given so much. Visit us online today at GruntWorksMC.com. One more time, that's GruntWorksMC.com. This episode of The Ryan Show FM is brought to you by Gruntworks Meat Company, a veteran-owned meat distribution company that is dedicated to providing high-quality meats at affordable prices. At Gruntworks, we believe that those who put themselves on the front lines for our country deserve to be compensated fairly. That's why we offer prices that are competitive, yet still allow us to make a profit. We pass on those savings to veterans and all those who don't get the recognition they deserve. So if you want to support a veteran-owned business and get the best deal on your meat, look no further than Gruntworks Meat Company. We've got you covered from beef and chicken to pork and seafood. Thank you for choosing Gruntworks. Welcome back. You're listening to What's Going On The Experience with me, Nate Brown Jr., and the crew here on Fox Sports Wall Betty. And we got the crew in the building and the, the infamous Amadeus and right. my man Ryan V from NYC. Now, Ryan, can you sell some cows and pigs right now for the audience? Can you let them know how we do with the livestock? And I'm not talking about the guy that killed his wife because he had to fail with a cow. Oh, you don't know you hear about that? No, that no, no, no. What are you talking oh, about? That never happened. I'm like, real. Google that. Dude's having a feel with a cow. His wife said, you can't sleep with me. You you tapping out a cow. That's basic Alabama behavior, though. Let's be no, honest. That was, in, is, that was in India. You can't India. bring down. I was oh. an Indian playboy. That's talk, talk about worship. Now that's how you worship your God. That's horrible. Taking it to a whole new level there. <laughs> hey, man. Well, tell us about the about the cows. The base. So, if anybody out there is looking to buy the greatest meat of all time, pause. You can go to gruntworksmc.com and take a look at the long list of delicious meats that are coming soon. You can go now and see what's to come over there. You can buy whole half and quarter cows if you own a restaurant and you want to save some money. Gruntworks is going to be competing head on with Butcher Box, with Snake River Farms, with Omaha Steaks in just a matter of your months. So this is kind of a preview of what's to come. Go to gruntworksmc.com to learn more about the greatest meat on earth. Well, speaking about the greatest meat on earth, before we just left our break, infamous, we were talking about Manny Machado. Where's he going to end up? Mucho Macho Manny, because he already got a bag. He's, a bag. Yeah. he's just yeah, he's, so outright. My God. Yeah, he, he, he's going to pull. I'm not opting I'm opting out. The best. <laughs> He's going to pull the A-Rod move and get another uh, $300 million contract. I mean, the Mets are in a very interesting situation because our payroll is inflated. And me and Ryan spoke about this where, you know, the when, when you look at the Mets payroll, this is only 4% of Steve Cohen's income. The Mets payroll is 4% of his profit income. 
So this is this is this is bar money. Like if we're in Rochester, mm. this is bar money. This is this is date money. This is like shopping. You know, what is boys' money, right? <laughs> this is like shopping at you know going to Cheesecake Factory with your family. So so the Mets, I believe, have one hundred and twenty three million dollars coming off the payroll this year. So mm-hmm. teams should be afraid of what the Mets can do because I mean, literally, we could sign Machado, sign Otani, and even get Trout if we really wanted to, right? I mean, the but, Mets have the finance to do this. But speaking about Otani. Right, because I think that's like the greatest baseball player right now. I'm, yeah. I watch that guy and I marvel. I'm gonna be honest with you. At some point in time this year, fellas, we gotta go on a road trip because I want to see him play live. Yeah, well, he might I'm be coming to New oh, York. I agree. I agree. You might have fellas. to wait too long at this point, Nate. He might be coming to. He might be wearing pinstripes in a year. I want, I want to see this young guy because it's kind of like not seeing LeBron or Kobe yeah. play. If you look, if you don't yeah. want, you know, because I saw LeBron yeah. a couple of times, saw Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Saw Dr. J. Saw the great ones. This kid is a phenomenal baseball player. Yes. And tell the audience about this guy until the Mets pull him off because Mike Trout is begging. He's begging the cat to stay. Yeah. With I, mean, you, I mean, I, I mean, you're looking at a guy who you're going to have to pay literally what he is. Two-way player. You're going to have to mm. play a, 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 a subpar three ERA, potential Cy Young Award pitcher that throws 95 and above. And a left-handed bat that's going to crack 35 to 40 home runs, plus marketing, plus, I mean, you know, he will be the first $500 million player. Now, the question that's is, sick. how do you acquire this? How do you acquire this talent, right? In the Mets perspective, you have to unload the farm system to get him because he's he's not going to get the free agency. If the, if, right. the Angels, if the Angels want to keep him, which obviously the owner didn't sell, they're going to need to extend him before he goes to free agency. But if I'm the Angels owner, I'm going to look to trade him for stock. We were just talking about cows. Trade right. him for livestock. So right. what team has the farm system to acquire him? And I don't think that the Mets have the farm system. And the, the Yankees definitely don't have the farm system to acquire that type of time. And you would have to trade, you know, whoever you just signed plus your top four prospects to get this guy. I mean, I don't, I don't even know where he would go. But – the Mets would have the best shot if we came down to free agency. So if we come down to free agency with $123 million coming up the books, Steve Cohen with his with his power mm-hmm. dollars, he would have the best um, shot. Ultimately, I think he goes to the Dodgers. Okay, now you're right. I can see mm-hmm. that. Now, now, Ryan, quickly, will the Mets give Pete Alonso his bag? Oh, for sure. He's the oh, face of the team. He, I mean, has there been a, a better young player to be – and he's been through okay. the farm system, right, Imp? So yeah. when's the last oh, time no. there's been a real face of the Mets drafted by the Mets that's this good? Okay. This young. Yeah. yeah. And he's not going to cost that much either. I think we're looking maybe like uh, 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 who, who's the lefty in the brave sign? Olsen, right? So, like, let's yeah, say Olsen. Olsen is kind of the template for the Alonzo contract. So let's say, you know, because he hits for more power than Olsen, right? And yeah. he's, prob- he's probably the same defender. I would say eight years, 210. 220. Okay. You know, and you think, Peter go, you think Peter go for that rather than go on the market? Absolutely, because the, the perks of just playing in New York. He likes being in New York. He likes the spotlight. He's a guy that wants to be in the home run derby. Like, he is built yeah. for New York. He's built for New York, even in a way that maybe Aaron Judge isn't built for New York, right? Because Aaron Judge kind of seems to be more calm, less talkative. Mm-hmm. You know, Alonzo is vocal. He's engaging. He's engaging, yeah. yeah. He's, he's breaking bats. I mean, he's like, you know, he's a good New York player. So I say eight years, 220 gets it done. 
Okay, before I get you out of here, man, what we're going to do with, with my man Starling Marte? Because I think the Mets really missed him playoff time. I just like that guy's energy. He's like another Alonzo because yeah. he, he, he brings it. And I think yeah. the Mets really missed that bat in the playoffs last year. And what do you think? Man, Mar Marte's an issue. His health is, is definitely an issue. One of the creative things that the Mets might be able to do is maybe just slot him in the DH spot. You know that 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 that'll 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 make sure that he's in the lineup. At this point, you have to decide what's more valuable with Marte. Is it the offense or the defense? Right. And I think at this point, we can all agree. Anyone who has any common knowledge of baseball, the offensive aspect, him being in the two slot right behind Nimmo, it right stretches the lineup. Yep. Yeah. Stretches the lineup. Make a blue Lindor to three. Now you have Alonzo at four. Now you have a batting champion at five. You stretch the lineup out. So mm. maybe, maybe maybe the DH spot, is, and maybe that's why they didn't acquire like a JD Martinez or some of the DH bats that were on the market. Nelson Cruz. Maybe they're figuring we need to give this guy some rest and slot him in the DH spot. Okay, so next week the Mets play the Astros. <laughs> okay, <laughs> little, little spring training baseball. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's going to be hard to judge because a lot of guys are going to be going to the WBC, right? So okay. we don't actually know. That's the World Baseball Classic for people don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. So World what World a stacked Classic. team we got, too. Wow. I don't know if anyone saw that lineup. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Alonzo's on there. Who, is Judge on there, too, for the Yankees? Is he? I'm not sure if Judge is on there. We should here. Let me pull out the uh, roster here. But yeah. why are you pulling out that roster this we quickly? Got, I'm we got Goldschmidt, McNeil, Arenado. Will Smith at catcher. That's a stack. That's a stack lineup. Insane. The, the, the game that I'm looking forward to is Texas coming to New York. Yes. I want to see what kind of reaction DeGrom is going to get because he is going to – they are not going to pitch him. He is going to get booed out of that stadium. Mm. It's As not a Mets fan, how do yeah. you feel about DeGrom? Are you bitter? I'm I'm hurt. I'm personally hurt. My but see, I'm hurt. not. See, I'm, I'm a Mets fan, but you know why I'm not hurt? Because like I said, I don't think we really gave him what he needed. So it's like, yeah. dude, it's like it's like being in a relationship. It's like, yo, I'm trying because he was pissing yeah. his ass off, dude. Yeah, yeah, he was. We he just was. was not giving him what he needed. So plus, I think he needed a new environment. I think Degrom mm -hmm. needed to get his head out of New York, like you mm -hmm. said. New York is not for everybody. You can everybody yeah. cannot survive in the apple. Cause it, it'll rot. It'll rot for some people. It ain't gonna be a big apple, and that's why I think the man always ran from the city. You talk about how great Texas LeBron Rangers? is. But Le, no, LeBron ran from New York. If LeBron really wanted to be a real G, you come to the Garden and get a ring. If you want to be a real G, come to the Garden. Spoken like a what true a, Knicks fan. Man, My but God. what a slap in the face the Texas Rangers. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about betrayal. <laughs> he won 70 games last year. They're the Marlins of the AL West. But listen, he just, listen, when you need to get out of town and run away from the girl, yeah. you just need to run. Who else is giving him a contract like that with his injury history, though? And now he's hurt already. Already you're talking about his. The Dodgers, his, Dodgers, the yeah. Dodgers That's true. They, they got rid of Trey Turner. That was $300 million right there. They yeah. didn't sign the ground. He could have went anyway. He got to go to the Rangers. Quickly, That's before right. we go. Round robin this year, different um things they're gonna be doing in the major league. They got a pitch clock. Interesting. That 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 is gonna be uh you know it's actually good and 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 nothing nothing. We saw Padres and Mets, right, in the playoffs, how the Padres were disrupting the Mets offense by consistently stepping out of the box. Yep. 
this this literally would have been a different series. That was part of their um, game plan. Yes. Just, you know, now with a pitch clock, you eliminate that. With a pitch clock. You can't jump in and out. Let's get to the game, fellas. Stop acting like little girls. Let's I love it, though. Game. I love when you see someone get nailed with a hit-by-pitch for messing around. How about around? the whole thing, Ryan, in, in defensive shift? Because I used to hate that. Mm, I that hated is. it. I, I think I think it's gonna help certain players like a um I mean I'm, oh, who, who's a dead pull hitter like just one straight a Vogelback is a dead pull hitter right exactly. so for him he'll pick up a few hits but someone like a McNeil or even a Machado who likes to go opposite field it, it may hurt them a bit. All four infielders have to have both feet within the infield when the pitcher's on the rubber. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Big. Now, what about this one? If, and before I let you go, bigger bases? I mean, I'm trying to figure it out now. Bringing stolen bases back. I love they that. Should, they should lower the drinks in the concession stand. How about doing that? <laughs> lower the drink prices. <laughs> Yo, and on that note, we got to go. <laughs> Yo, as always, my brother, it's been cool having you hang out with us, man. Thanks, man. I look forward to coming back talking to some more Mets and Yankees. Talk. Maybe we'll get a Mets and Yankees World Series. I mean, who knows? I would love to see the Subway Series. Actually, um, just quickly before I get you out here, how the Knicks doing in the garden? Are you, uh, they rocking it out? The Knicks are horrible. Uh, they're, they're just like, you know, it's it's a wishy-washy situation where it's like you – you see potential. It's almost like a good, like a girl that you see that you think she's gonna be a good date and and this, and then when you get around her, she's a piece of garbage. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think the fans are, are receptive to uh, to the layout. You know, so they are they like, are doing well on the road. They're the road warriors. It's about all they yeah, can do is win on the road. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, we all know that the Knicks can't play in the Garden. That's how history has been written. So what are they Other teams play better than. Are they going to demolish the Garden? I mean, what are they going to do? I heard they're going to bring the Jets to Queens. I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> something needs to happen. Something needs to happen with the Knicks. I mean, that's the bottom line. Something needs to happen. They need to shake things up. They need and, new. And when we management. come back, Ryan, you and I are talking about that because I think what needs to happen is first of all get rid of Tibbs. That's the first thing get they need to do. Well, they, need, they need to get rid of him. Hey, we're gonna, hey, thanks for that. We're going to take a quick break. Right. As always, my brother, we look forward to having you on the show. Anytime you want to be here, you got it. Plus, I love your hat, man. I love that old school hat. Fire red. I love it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, man, Ryan and I are going to discuss some basketball. And we're also going to do a little Super Bowl update in terms of, you know, get, get get your guys a little figure out how Kansas City pulled that off. Because, man, our man George did call it. Am I right, Ryan? He did. He George, did he called it. it. He called it. And my man George called it. Well, we got some real analysts on here. We got the, the MLB analyst, Infamadeus, predicting the World Series. We got Radney predicting the Super Bowl. Wow. That's yeah, how we do it. Nobody should tune off this show. Hey, we'll be right back. Don't go no place. Can't steal up on my breadline. My team eat until the crunch time. Money calls up from my bedside. Might just put a belly on break through the back. They try to stab me there. Wait a space, he cussing when he don't deserve to be my heir. Building real estate, the matter of 
I swear that I'll show the clip When you go drop my NFTs, make a deal every time you hear the snap Catch your money off when this came out, I flip my switch and watch Fucking size the same, so the blockchain is where you need to watch This is Digi Milli Boss, hungry mini killy sauce Table charging and you're switching lanes like it's motocross I'm beating me up, I'm a kid, jet living and spitting the lemon of a leader Chief Cooper leader, star of smoke, go throw no chill and never keep a feeder Smoke from a zeta, roll over, face down, I up and I never wanna leave her Wrist like a freezer, sit in one night, kissing the buzzer, smoking a little kite fever Welcome back for our next segment of what's going on in the experience. We got to thank our man, the infamous Amadeus, for hanging out with us, Ryan. Every time he comes on the show, he just gives us some tremendous insight on the Mets and his knowledge is tremendous. He knows what he's talking about. And everybody should follow us. What's going on? Underscore Fox Sports across all platforms. We've got some great video content to yeah, couple do. with this audio that you're enjoying right here on Fox Sports 1280. Well, that's how that goes, man. Um, let's do a Super Bowl recap. Now, we talked before we left for our break. Georgie predicted it, man. He sat here with us last week, and he said, take Kansas City. While every talking head pundit on Fox Sports, I'm going to call you out. Howie Long, Michael Strahan, what's the other guy named? Jimmy Johnson. Even my man, Kirk Manifian. I like you, Kirk. To a man, Eagles. E Eagles. You really can't blame. I, look, I can't stand the Eagles. But no. if you look at that roster up and down, that is an insane roster. Mahomes was hurt. Look, if you believe in the script, that's what everyone's talking about now, the script. Well, the it script had it written for Mahomes. If you really want to see something, I mean, first off, people doubting Mahomes was probably the biggest blasphemy that was going on. Well, just what I'm saying. How do you... All these analysis, all these sports guys. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I didn't see anyone that really had the the Chiefs to win. I didn't see anybody have Kansas City. I'm watching them, even Stephen A. You know, you know Steve, Stephen A. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm really upset because they didn't let my man Michael Irvin get on last week. <laughs> he's still trying. He's still trying to figure out the Marriott. He's the best, man. No, no, but what I felt so bad for Mike. I have to digress for a second. Yeah, he was like, I'm just talking to the lady. And all of a sudden, he's got some harassment stuff going on. And he's he like, yo. But he's like, yo, show the tape. So right now, Michael, I'm rooting for you, okay? And just remember, you can't talk to every babe in the elevator, Michael. 
just, Why you just not? Can't do it. Why not? It's Michael Irvin. He's harassing everybody. Listen, because if you listen to Kanye West and your man, what's his name, Jamie Foxx? Gold Digger. Gold Diggers. Come on, man. Gold Diggers is out there. They used to want to marry you. Now they want to sue you and take all your assets. Gold Diggers want to sue you. They don't even want to just be with you no more. They want to just take the money and run. Okay? But anyway, speaking of, of, of the game, what really got me, honestly, was the lack of respect that other people have for the Kansas City squad. Because I'm saying to myself, yo, the one thing about Andy Reid, you know, he brings the noise. And thank God he had Eric Bieniemy. Now, Eric Bieniemy is leaving. He's going to the Washington Commanders because they stuck up the joint. So I guess they're going to have a pretty good offensive coordinator. That's a surprising move to me. You'd think that he would go for a head coach position. Why would you go to the Washington Commanders? And don't the nobody wanna, we talked about this last week. Don't nobody want to hire my man as a head coach. But why how you the hell, Now listen, how the hell you take the two guys on the Philadelphia Eagles, you just beat them. You just beat the snot out of those guys, but they get jobs and he can't. I'm telling you, the thing, the, see, the NFL is like being, and I always say this in a better relationship for any black person, for any black person, because you see, you see the dysfunction. You see the racism. I mean, it's like all over. You see it. But yet we just want to be a part of it. We see, we see what they do to black men. They don't give them no respect. Once you play, they kick your ass out. You can't even get a job. And then they give these suck behind dudes who you never heard of, never caught a football, never did anything. They become head coaches. And they use the excuse, the excuse well, we, we just know a bunch of white guys. You're lying. You know a shitload of black people because they play football for you. So how do you not know them? How do you not hang out with them? How do you not feel comfortable with them? Well, you're giving them all kind of cheddar. The NFL is so ass backwards. And I have to say this, Ryan. I got to rant and say it. But I love the sport because, I, you know, we grew up on sports. But they are so unfair. And, if, and I'm telling you, black people ever woke their dumb asses up. Yeah, I said it. And I'm black because I can say it. And those football players say one day we ain't playing no football. Until you think it's better? Would you say that all of these social changes and Colin Kaepernick's? No, it's getting worse. It's why? getting how's, worse. How, how and why do you think it's getting worse? Just out of curiosity, dude, they're not even hiring them. How many jobs they had available? I, that's true. I mean, we did just, I, and a lot of people get frustrated when you point this out, including the black quarterbacks. This is one thing. A lot of people in-house don't like it to be pointed out that they are black. A lot of coaches get offended because they feel like they want to be considered coaches, not just Dude, some type. stop the nonsense. I, I see you saying you're a black man. So stop for that old, I'm colorblind. That's, that's, that's so European to make you feel good. This, this, you know, you see me, I'm a black dude with locks in front of your ass. And don't tell me I'm colorblind. No. That doesn't fly. That's to make you feel good. That colorblind society is to make you feel good. No, we're not into feeling good right now. Okay. Granted, the Chicago um, Bears got a, a GM that's black. There's a couple of three GMs right now that's black in the NFL. But the coaching cycle is ridiculous. And it really, it, it really is ridiculous. And I know 
the white guys who are paying the dollars don't want to see. <laughs> just like the Bills don't want to really have a black quarterback. They they had Tyrod Taylor. He's good. He's a good backup. Well, they do get rid of them. So I'm just saying, they're franchises who don't want to see a black person as the face of their squad. And what, like I said, when we as black folks really understand our worth, our worth for sports, we might have a day of absence. And by the way, that was a play by Douglas Ward Turner, where black folks one day was just absent. So, so what do you recommend moving forward? What changes should be implemented? We all know the Rooney rule is ridiculous. The what can be rule, done? Like, where where does do, it start if there are coaches, black coaches that don't step the up? Only thing they don't, only thing America understands is you see this green screen in the back? Mm. It's greenbacks. It's greenbacks. So what, what do you do? We affect your greenbacks. We're not playing, but they're not, they don't think like that. So they have enough money, but it's like, you know what? We ain't showing up today. We're just not showing up. Okay? And it has to be across the board thing. We're not showing up. It can't be half the black guys or two-thirds. It's got to be none nah, nah. It's got to be white people, too. And no, no, this, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Everybody. What's your boy's name? Travis, Kelsey, and all the, all the... Because they all see how unfair it is. How does Eric the Enemy win two Super Bowls? Two! In three years or four years, and don't even get a spot. According to George, he's a little ornery. We know he's ornery, but so what? So was Mike Dicker. Mike Dicker was one of the most ornery dudes I know. Aren't all these old white guys ornery? Oh, excuse me? Yes. Okay, so you don't want an ornery old black guy? What the hell? See, 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 that to me is the BS excuses. And by the way, and two, LeBron James and all these other couple billionaires. We got a few black billionaires on the low low. Let you go in there and buy the team, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because Ryan, all right, Ryan got Ryan got a billion dollars. And then they show up and they see LeBron as a real owner. That's how it's gonna have to go down. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Okay. Because the way it is right now, you, you had an ownership group that didn't even really, I think it was in Denver. Once again, you can't even get, you can't even get in the door. Yeah. So LeBron and all those all those athletes, they got tons of money. They could pool their resources. So at the end of the day, I'm just saying, dude, being in a loving football is like being in an abusive relationship. And I say it all the time. And it's but not just for black people, people, Nate. It's for white people too. It's just Roger Goodell's the worst. I can't tell you guys between the referees. I mean, you can't make everybody happy. I get it. But, yeah, you're right. There is a very abusive relationship between the fans it and is. the owners. It, I mean, it, tr- it truly is because it doesn't reflect reality. Mm. See, it's all those guys, as long as you're in the owner's box, and you'll be looking at the owner's box, it's like watching a, a, something out of 1800 just like slavery. a KKK rally. You in the owner's box, a whole bunch of white people on the field, a bunch of black people kicking each other ass. Okay, for the white folks, and they drinking, slapping, high fiving, getting getting zooty. Uh, let a few of us in. Those are house Negroes that can go upstairs in the elevator. <laughs> they can go up there. Okay, let them in. You know, see the Jay Zs and them. Bigs, you know, those are house Negroes because they're not gonna say nothing. They're not gonna rock the boat. They're just not gonna. 
Yeah, so ownership. Point, so you think that black ownership is what's going to change the game? Two things. They got to understand their worth. Not just, oh, give me the bag. I'm this time. Nah, dude. You guys ain't fair. Because some of those players might want to be coaches. I'm watching the, the All-Star this weekend, you know, NBA All-Star game. Yeah. And your boy, um, Giannis, he's coaching, like, the celebrities. Yeah. And he said, when I get done, I want to be a coach. So this should be area for, for Giannis to be a coach. He knows the game. So why wouldn't you not have people who know the game, who played the game, want to stand? I'm not saying all of them going to be. Well, the NBA know, is pretty good with it. The NBA but I'm, sure. I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about the NFL. Yeah. Okay, the NFL, even even baseball. Well, I love baseball too, but baseball. Well, baseball is not a majority of black people playing. It makes well, no, more I'm sense saying, for no, there to be some white yeah, coaches. But, but, but still, I mean, but still, once yeah. again, it's it's the optics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you like know? I, you know what I'm about, Nate? It's just not not forcing anything. It should just be about talent and skill. And and if the needle's not moving because there's a bunch of racism starting at the top, then that's a different conversation. But what it, what it really comes down to is people should not be hired based upon their race. It should be based upon Dude, how good of leaders they are and how and other variables involving coaching. I, I'm going to call you Ryan, Ryan Luther King. Okay, Ryan oh Luther King. God, don't give me that much credit. Oh, no, I'm saying Ryan Luther Ryan King. Ryan X. Right. I like Ryan X better. Ryan X Luther King. What I'm saying to you is you're right, but we don't live in that world. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's utopia. Yeah. I love what right. you're saying. And you're right. It should be the content of your character. Like, yo, Ryan's a cool dude. I don't work with you because you're a white dude. You're my man. And you, I'm your dude. We we dudes. I like hanging with you. I like flowing with you. How do I do? Because we hung out in the Hamptons past summer. We had a blast. You did the cannabis convention. Wow. I yo, that pizza was, yo, that pizza was everything. It was good. <laughs> it was good. So I'm just saying. All of this, oh, I don't know, black people. That's just a bunch of crap. That's mm. just it really is, man, because you can't live in the world and not have the no folks. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna wrap some stuff up with the NBA. Okay. Yes. Cause, um, big cause, changes. Cause like, we talk like about said, big ch changes are coming in the NBA. Like I said, I think that trade to Denver, if they don't win, I mean to Phoenix, if they don't win, get with the farm. We'll be right back. What's going on with the crew, Ryan V and me? Welcome back for our final segment of what's going on, the experience. And I just got to say this one more time. The Alzheimer's Association has a free 24-7 hotline, help hotline that allows people living with Alzheimer's and caregivers to get some information. Okay. You find out about local programs and support services. The number is 1-800-272-3900. That's one 800 272-3900. Now, NBA. I said last week before we were closing out that this Phoenix trade could be kind of tricky. Because, Ryan, I think the Suns gave up the farm. Now, some of you young Suns fans don't remember the last time I gave up the farm was for a guy named Sir Chuck. The spitter. The spitter. And the guy that throw you through the Bar window. And take you to the finals. See, Chuck. Where, where you lose to the greatest player of all time, arguably. Well, no, but what I'm saying to you is this. So I'm hoping, you know, for Durant's sake, because he should have stayed with Golden State. But, you know, you're in Phoenix now. 
How do you think that's going to bode, my brother? Because I think if they don't go get the championship, they just gave away Grunt. They just for gave sure, away but, Grunt. but they had to. See, we talk about this on the show all the time. If you're the Phoenix Suns, for you to even have Booker, Chris Paul, and Aiton, when you're on a, in a city like Phoenix, you should be praying and praising the Lord every single day. If you're a team like Milwaukee and you have Giannis, you have to do every you single thing you can to trade for the best players that you can. So to me, Phoenix, they didn't give up enough to get Durant. For you to have a chance at actually winning the finals, this is the year. If they're going to win the finals, it is this year. Durant is still a superstar. He is the best player on the Phoenix Suns, and he gets to rest right now, implement himself into the system. We see Booker's now back out there in action. And to be honest, I feel like for Aiton's development, a guy like Durant is perfect to spread the floor. Durant is the perfect mercenary that never in the history of this league <laughs> has there been. This I is what it. he will be known for is being the greatest mercenary player of all time. The and greatest you know, he was great in Brooklyn. And I love how he handled the press conference the other night, how he gave his roses to his fellow teammates over in Brooklyn. He looked genuinely emotional to be leaving Brooklyn and, and really cared about the four years that he put his career there. Well, well, remember what we said. I mean, uh, this the Nets was a whole bunch of dysfunction because even your man Harden said it. Harden said it was dysfunctional. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The reason it was dysfunctional was because you got a cat like Kyrie, man. You got to do burning sage in the middle of the court. Dude, dude you got a cat like Kyrie. He's a different dude. He's not your regular dude. So when you go after a guy like that, you got to understand what he brings and does not bring the table he's very articulate i love the facts how he speaks i mean sometimes i don't agree with the flat earth and the anti men you know what are you nuts of course the earth is flat it's the one thing yeah. he says that makes sense but, but i'm just saying because he seems to be an intelligent problem you can be intelligent and still say dumb stuff right yeah. so what i'm simply saying too is that you have, and i think luke is gonna feel it too because the other day i'm watching him play they couldn't decide who want to take the last shot. So they better go back in the locker room and figure that one out. Okay. That's the, because, that's the problem that you want to be having with those two, though, right? Yeah, but what, but what I'm saying to you is this. One of them got to acquiesce. You know what, dude? If I got this, I'm just taking it. That's it. No, no, you know, no, no footing around. If I got the shot, take the shot. So they were like in a quagmire situation. So hopefully that works out. But they don't have a they don't have enough to go far to me. Mm. Dallas will have enough to go for. But just Luca, and I think Luca might get tired of losing. Because at the point in time, people get tired of losing in the city that drafted them. You get you get yeah. tired. To me, this is this is the move that's either gonna break or make Luca staying on that team. I think if so. They pull it off if somehow that personality like clash meets and, and matches the right way. I think that Luca could stay and we'll have a threat out in the West that's not the Phoenix Suns over the next few years. You know. Honestly, Nate, I feel like every single one of these teams that from the Nets to the Philadelphia 76ers to the Phoenix Suns to the Dallas Mavericks, I feel like all of them improved. And, and yeah, even the Nets, I feel like the Nets are now rebuilt for the future. The Suns have what they want for the time being while they still have Chris Paul and the Mavs now have a star to pair with Kyrie. And you see Harden and Embiid, they play great together. Harden's uh, leading the league in assists. Embiid is almost leading the league in scoring. He's, I believe he's second. He's 0.5 points behind Luka. So, uh, to me, I just feel like everybody's kind of winning from this whole situation. Well, I think you're right because I think the biggest winner, honestly, could be, and even though they're now, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, is the Lakers. 
I'm a, and, and I'm not even a Laker fan. You know, you know, I'm the farthest thing the Laker fan on the planet. You don't think that they would have been better off with Kyrie or KD? No, no. I mean, aesthetically, yeah, you're right. But what the Lakers did when they put when they finally got D'Angelo Russell back, they should have never. First of all, they should never trade him to begin with. That was like the dumbest stuff because him and his boys having some kind of dumb beef between. He was snitching. He was come on. Whatever it was, he broke no bro code, man. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah but still, you 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 gonna trade him because you broke the bro code? The guy's nice. Yes, yeah, trade him. Get him out. Get him okay. out the locker room. But they got him, him the back. But they got him back is what I'm saying to you now, right? So, but the Lakers picked up some because they really, you know, and this is why I said LeBron should not ever ever be a GM, and neither should Michael Jordan. It's because you can play ball. That don't mean you know how to put together a team. He put together two championships. You know, I'm so man, that was people fake. hating on La GM. La GM. No, no, but you bring your boy Westbrook. How'd that work out for you? That you was a, I don't think that he went to bring Westbrook over there. Look, Kyrie and LeBron are proven. If Kyrie went to the Lakers, that would immediately make them a way better team. The okay. chemistry is unteachable. I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. But that's but where the Nets ownership wanted to spite Kyrie. But I don't blame him. I ain't gonna say some places to go win a championship when you disrespect to me. I'm, I'm, you lucky he ain't get. They ain't sending him. What's the worst team in the NBA right now? I, the worst team, I guess, probably the Rockets, maybe. All right then. He lucky he ain't go to Detroit. Or Detroit, yeah. <laughs> this one, I'm sorry, Detroit. I love you guys. My, I got relatives in there, but your team is worse than the Knicks. Okay, mm. so he could have been. Like, then I feel sorry for the dude from Rochester, Thomas Bryant. He was in the Lakers. See, Thomas, this is what happens when you don't call me back. Mm. When you don't call the brother back to get on the our show, they ship you to Detroit. Yeah, I've been trying to get Thomas on the show for two years, but you don't want to call a brother back. Your mom said, Call Nate Brown on the Fox Sports, Thomas. You don't want to call me back. Now, where you at, Thomas? Your ass is in Detroit. That's karma. How's that, that working sweet, out for you, bro? Detroit karma. It ain't working out too well because you ain't gonna get out the cellar with that squad. Okay, no. you were lucky to be with the Lakers. You should have called me when you were the Lakers. Anybody gonna talk to you now? You in Detroit? I don't want you now. You in Detroit? No. Okay. 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 So he's gonna get there. Thomas Bryant's gonna get this video. So, so Nate, now we do have to wrap up this week, but nobody okay. should tune out of Fox Sports twelve eighty. But no. I, I just want to pose one question to you now that. There's a few buyouts remaining. They say Kevin Love could be going to the Lakers, Russell Westbrook maybe to the Clippers. That would be nice. He's got a ship on his shoulder. Yeah. I never thought in a million years I'd want the Clippers. But if you had to make a prediction right now as to who's going to win the NBA Finals, who would it be? Honestly, because I don't like what Phoenix did, I'm going to stick with the no, guys. No, no, no. Take your bias out of it. You can't just because you don't like what they did. But who do you think okay, 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 who's okay, going to okay. win? Honestly, I, this is just me. I like Milwaukee. Because mm. the Knicks ain't winning nothing. I'm just, I'm sorry, Knicks fans. I'm a Knicks fan. You guys ain't winning until you fire oh, yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. There's no way the Knicks, but, but Drew Holiday could be. No, no, he no. stepped it up this year. But I'm saying, really until, well. until the Knicks fire Tom Thibodeau, it's, it's like my girl said in color purple. Okay. Look. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Until next week, man. I'm sorry I have to go hard on. Sorry, black folks. I'm sorry to sound like Jason Witten. My bad, but it is what it is from time to time. 
I get to critique us because I'm black. I could do that. Till next week. I'm right? Sicilian. I get a shot too, right? I think uh, it's just a percentage. Uh, unless something. you do the DNA and it comes up Hannibal, Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yo, until next week, man, of God's all our lives. Me and Ryan had so much fun today <laughs> with the infamous Amadeus and chopping it up. Oh, yeah, by the way, I met some folks in I met some folks. Mike, Mike Kearney. Mike is senior care authority executive. He used to do stuff on ESPN. Mm. So, Mike, if you're listening, I'm giving you a shout out. You got to come on the show. The next guy I met, I'm trying to think, what's his name? His name is Patrick Sloan, another ESPN guy back in the day. They all work with me on Alzheimer's. They're on the board of Alzheimer's. So, fellas, if you want to join the show, you like what you heard, cool. If not, that's cool, too, because it is what it is. Yeah, you land in Detroit like everyone else that tries to reject us. Exactly. And that's not a good look. Until next week, folks, this is Nick Brown Jr. And Ryan Vernell. You can find me at the Ryan Show everywhere. We'll see you next week, folks. They've been waiting all night to see me do what I do. They standing in line to see what they say is true. I can take a nigga from his woman, run up that black card if I wanna. I can make that ass clap like an audience. I can make him spend his car, no money and his mortgages. I had your chick hitting me, ask me where your cash at. I tell that trick is in my MCM backpack. Hey, spend it all on me. Made him, made him spend it all on me. This cookie ain't free. I be everywhere that the my paper, I ain't coming back. I got you finally, like we on the G. You wanna see this ass? Gotta cash out me. It ain't free. Put up, throw the ass, throw the ass. Make him spend it all on me. About the money, but it's what you really offering. Money ain't the only thing that moves me. Uh-huh. Gotta finesse it if you wanna see that ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see you talking shit, couldn't fool me. Uh-huh. Gotta have a lot of class, nigga, school me. Uh-huh. I got these niggas in a trance, uh-huh. and all it took was one dance. Uh-huh. Now you on my only fans. I'm your kryptonite, come and be my sister, See, I'm sad, 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 I'